Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're going to dismiss children to Peace Corner. And I am so happy that I'm here with you today. Not, nothing to me, but today my birthday, I'm so excited that uh, I can preach today. I can say the word of God, what God has for us today. So, um, it's um, a privilege to be here, Pastor um, Eddie is uh, with family today, and so we are um, happy that we can, um, he can take his time and we can be together still here in the church. Amen? Amen. Praise to the Lord. So, um, this morning, I... I want to share with you the scriptures, as you saw the, the, new, the new letter, the week, uh, you could see uh, the, the scripture already in um, Luke chapter 2, verses 21 to 31, uh, to 38, excuse me. So this morning, I am um, thankful to God for um, the way God speak to us through his word. <clears throat> I have been studying this book of Luke for several months now, and I see how um, Dr. Luke spoke, um, speaks here about how he carefully shows um, details about Jesus' life and ministry and his resurrection, and his death and resurrection. And he did it to, to reach out to uh, a person and that probably was a new believer in the, in the, in the area. And his name was, um, he called Most Excellent Theophilus. So he wanted um, Theophilus to, to understand and to be certain about uh, the all what he had been taught about Jesus about that he will not have doubts about it. So, this morning, I want to talk to you about some of those details because the whole book of the, the Gospel of Luke is giving a description, uh, teaching uh, what Jesus' life was and what that he did. And so today, I want to uh, talk about some of those details um, that, um, that he was uh, teaching to the church there, to, to the people, to the believers, to the primitive, primitive church. So, um, this morning, um, I want to mention about uh, some of the people that we're going to be reading here and look to. So, uh, let's uh, stand and read the scripture for this morning, and we can do it in reference to God speaking to us this morning. Luke 2, chapter... Chapter 2, verses 21 to 38. Tonight, we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord 
and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a bed of dog, dogs or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of, his, of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought no. in the yeah. child Jesus to it's do for microphone. him what the custom of the law required. I'm working on it. Simeon Can't took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light for a revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child, the child's father and mother marveled at that was what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is, is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phineal, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying, Coming up to them, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pastor Isabel, would you go to the handheld, please? Take the handheld, please. You're getting interference in your, your microphone. Yes, please. <coughs> Who's trying the sound? So um, I wasn't expecting to use the phone, the microphone. But um, so this morning, uh, starting in verse 21, we see that Mary and Joseph were followers of the law. So here they were doing for Jesus what what needed to be done. First, at the eighth day of his birth, he um, had to be circumcised. Oh. And they obediently gave the name of Jesus that was given by the angel when he was announced that he was going um, to be born. The angel told them the name of Jesus, gave the name of Jesus, which means the Lord saves. In Matthew 1.31, uh, the, uh, the angel had told Joseph not to be afraid that the baby that was being uh, conceived um, by the Spirit in Mary's womb was going to be named Jesus because he was going to save the world from his sins. So the name of Jesus is so powerful. And God has um, given this name to Jesus that all people that will hear about him will be blessed. So the next 
This next step that uh, they did, that Mary and Joseph did, was at the for, uh, 40 days after his birth, they had to go to the purification that was also required by the law of Moses. That time was to time to present Jesus. Every firstborn male was to be consecrated to the Lord. And we can find more details about the, the requirements in Exodus 13, verses 2, 2, 12 and 15, in number, num, Leviticus, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 8. So they had to present a sacrifice for the purification, bringing the, the two turtle doves or two young pigeons. So Mary and Joseph, as faithful as they were to follow the, 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 the law, they went to the church, the, the temple. They headed to the temple to fulfill these requirements. And then here we see that, as we read the scripture already, that there were two people there, beside Mary and Joseph going to the temple. But maybe there were more people there, but here we see the description of two people that were so important to uh, part of this, um, this um, scripture, this detail that, that Dr. Luke was giving. So, we're going to talk about Simeon. Simeon said that, it says here that he was a righteous man. He was devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. So what we can read here in between lines is that, that Simeon was an intercessor. He was waiting. Probably he was not just sitting waiting um, at the temple, but he was praying. He was interceding for his people. He might have been praying for a long time and have been waiting for God to respond. So for me to hear that Simeon was there um, interceding, waiting for God to, to bring the redemption to Israel is so encouraging to know that there have been many people in our past that have been interceding, that have been praying for others. So also we learned that he was, the Holy Spirit was on him. So he was led by the Spirit. He was, he had an intimate relationship with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Having so blessed to hear, to see, to see this scripture once and many times reading it, trying to see what God was trying to teach me, and He wants to teach us today that our relationship with Jesus, when He left. He said to the, the disciples that the Holy Spirit will come and that will, he will be with them. And we see here, somehow, before Jesus, the Holy Spirit was already at work. So Simeon had a good relationship, a great relationship with, with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine him praying, asking God, when is this going to happen? Maybe um, crying out to God, my people needs to be relieved. My people need to be out of slavery. So God revealed through the Holy Spirit to 
Simeon that he wasn't going to die before the Messiah came, that he was going to see it in his lifetime. Imagine to get that news. Had been waiting for so long, and through the Spirit, God revealed to him, yes, you are going to see, to see the Messiah. And then the Holy Spirit moved him, moved him to go to the church, to the temple. He went to the temple because the Spirit guided him. He led him, and he could have missed it. I titled this sermon, Don't Miss the Blessing, because I felt like Simeon could have said, that could be me, that is something that is true, do I need to go right now, maybe I have something else to do. But he listened, he was listening, and he was obeying, and as the Spirit prompted him to go, he moved to go to the temple, and he not only got to be, to see Jesus, but he was able to hold him in his arms. Imagine how we love to hold babies, like um, Shelly was saying. We love to hold babies. And he got to hold the savior, savior of the world, Savior of his soul, a Redeemer. So that just touches me so much in how he praised the Lord right there. He had been waiting so much for this answer and come gave him the privilege to, to hold the baby Jesus, and he, he recognized him there. He recognized that he was the Messiah he had been waiting so long. Amen. He was at the right place at the right time. So, Simeon was aware of the prophecies. He was in tune with the Spirit of God. He was led by the Spirit. And because he had that close relationship, he would recognize, recognize that Jesus was the Messiah, the Savior of the people of Israel, and not just for the people of Israel, but for the whole world. Luke is telling us here, the purpose of Luke giving us this detail is that the salvation through Jesus, the Messiah, wasn't just for the Israelites, but for the whole world that Jesus has come, the Redeemer has come for all to be saved. He had, he had knowledge of the scriptures and he knew that's why he was waiting. Simeon got to see the Savior, not because somebody, he didn't go to the temple because somebody uh, told him, um, the Spirit was guiding him, him but he didn't, got a news from somebody, yes, this, Jesus was at the temple, but he got to see him, he got to experience that. And verses 22, 29, 22 said that, he mentioned that the salvation has come for everyone, for the Gentiles and the Jews. Then Joseph, um, excuse me, Simeon went to, talk, went to talk to Joseph and Mary about the thing that would happen to Jesus and to them because of Jesus. He was specifically talking to Mary about the pain that she was going to go through. Because first of all, Jesus was going to be rejected. Some people will accept him, but some people will reject him. But Mary will suffer the pain of Jesus dying on the cross. 
the pain of the, the all the hurt that he was going, he went through. So, just uh, Simeon, excuse me, he was one very key person to be able to recognize the Messiah because I think Simeon didn't stay quiet. Simeon had come out to tell people about what he had discovered. And then we find here Anna. Anna was a prophet also, and she was a widow, 84 years old. Maybe some people might feel here, you, you don't want to be 80, 80 years old, 85 years old. I am 55 today, I'm so happy that God saved me <laughs> and gave me life. And I wanted to say here about Anna, I want to make some remarks about Anna. Anna was very, um, suffered, she suffered so much, seven years after she got married. She got, and her husband passed away. And she might have been so sad, so in darkness, something that she wasn't expecting. Maybe she had got married very young, 15 years old maybe. And so she might have been at the, at the temple for 65 years waiting, waiting for God to answer also. She went to that period of sadness and darkness, and but she didn't make. She made a decision that she wasn't going to be in darkness. She decided that she was going to use those circumstances to get closer to God. She decided to to consecrate her life to the Lord. She went to be in the temple. She lived in the, in the temple, and something that she did was that she worshiped, worshiped the Lord day and night. Imagine to be in the house of the Lord day and night. I know we have a living to do, we have things and families to take care of, but she was uh, single, doesn't mention that she had children. She was at this temple all the time, and she was praising the Lord. In the midst of her pain, she didn't let her circumstances drive her, but she let God take care of her. So she was focusing on God, praising Him, serving Him. She was fasting and praying. She was sacrificing her sleep to worship Him at night. She was sacrificing her, her meals to, to take time to be with Him and to, to take time to pray. So she was devoted to God also. She was serving the Lord in the temple. When we pray, when we take time to pray for others, we are serving the Lord. When we take, take time to be fasting, we are praising the Lord, we are honoring Him, we are giving, setting a time for Him. So like Simeon, Anna came out, she was already at the temple, but as Jesus and, and Joseph and Mary arrived, she came also to see Him, and she recognized also that Jesus was the Messiah because after it said here that she was testifying to other, all the people that was waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem, she went to testify to them. She was witnessing to them. So she was also led by the Holy Spirit to do what needed to be done to proclaim the good news of salvation that has come to her and to the people of Jerusalem. 
So Anna and Simeon were at the right place at the right time. They didn't miss the blessing of being the first people to recognize Jesus as the Messiah, the Savior of the, of the world. So this morning, I, I was thinking also about these other uh, people that have been guided by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we are guided by the Holy Spirit to have a blessing for ourselves. But most of the time, God blesses us, or guides us to go out to bless other people. You know, God rescued us. He saved us. He cut out us the, from, the, from the world, from the darkness. He rescued us that we could be saved and we can be also blessing to other people that also people can, uh, can know the Lord. So this brought me, as I was meditating in this scripture, it came to me about other people that was guided by the Holy Spirit. And uh, this is the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. This important official was going to, he went to worship in Jerusalem, and he was uh, getting back home, and he decided that he wanted to read the, the scripture. The Holy Spirit might have got, got him to read Isaiah. And I say, and, and this, is, this uh, scripture um, is in Acts 8, 26, 40. And it says there that, first of all, an angel of the Lord told him to go in certain direction. And as he was walking, then he um, noticed that there was the, 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 a chariot. And the Holy Spirit told him, go, go and stand by that chariot. And then he began listening. And he heard that, that the unit was reading about the, um, Isaiah 53, it is the, the verse that they, the verse 32 and 33 says that he was reading about the sacrifice, the, the things that Jesus was going to go through. And so the eunuch was so much wanting to know what is this about? He was confused and he, first of all, he told, told it when, when he asked, if he understood what he was reading, he said to him, how I will understand is no one explained to me. Then he invited him into his chariot, and Philip began to use the same scripture and began telling him the good news. He didn't go and tell him other, other things, uh, but he met him right there where he was. He was asking, he wanted to understand this scripture, and he explained, the gospel to him. And then the unit believed, believed what the scripture was saying. And then he asked to be baptized. And if because he was guided by the Holy Spirit, he listened to the Holy Spirit to go and be right there. So that's why I was saying sometimes things are for our benefit, but sometimes it's for other people. So God wants us to be attentive, listening to the Holy Spirit, what He's want us to do, that like we can do his will. Then there's the verse 40 says in this Acts 8.26-40, said that the Holy Spirit then took 
The, they went to get baptized, he went to get baptized, the eunuch got baptized, and they came out, and the Holy Spirit took, again, Philip somewhere else. And the eunuch went happy, rejoicing, going home. So, imagine the blessing to be able to bring someone to the Lord, to bring someone out of the darkness, and bring him to the kingdom of God. So, this morning, also, I wanted to mention to you about my brother, that God has been working on them, and many of you have been praying for him. My brother David has been, for more than two years, so in depression, and he began uh, in drugs since he was 13, and had been in and out, in and out of the, the church. But the Holy Spirit has got grip of him, and God is transforming him, and I know the prayers of all of you, all the prayers of my family, many people praying for him, God has touched his life. About two months ago, he was in Mexico, still, he was really sick, and I thought that he was going to die, and I was praying for him, and asking him to seek the Lord, and to, to take time with God, and look for a church, and, and he was so, not really in really good shape, and then he decided, I need to go. So he left Mexico and he went to Honduras. And he is in Honduras right now. And he felt feel like God. He's speaking to him so strongly, like he, he needs to dig more into God's word and that he, he needs to be a missionary, that he needs to be preaching God's word. So now he is in a mountain where Ian and Bea went five years, seven years ago, I think. He's, he's going to be trained, to be discipled there, to be um, ready for going to preach the gospel. So I'm so thankful to God for, for what he's doing. So the spirit of God is at work in people. So this morning, I sense that God is calling us that if we don't want to miss the blessings, that we need to seek his leading. He wants to lead us through the Holy Spirit. God wants us to be in that connection with Him, that we can be clear what God wants us to do. We can be directed where we need to go in a very, um, in every every day, that we can ask God, God, guide me today. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to, to uh, where, where I should go today? So this morning, we can ask the Holy Spirit. If you have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you can ask today, Holy Spirit, baptize me. In Acts 1.8 said that the, the, you, and you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Judea, and to the end of the world. So if we receive the Holy Spirit, we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. He gives us the power that we can go and do the will of God. So this morning, I invite everyone that had not received the, Holy, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you can come to the altar and ask God to baptize you. And if you have received the Holy Spirit before and you feel like you, you don't um, see acting in you, or guiding you, or leading you, then you can come to 
as you are. He is waiting. He wants to lead you into what he wants you to do. We can pray as David did in Psalm 51, 10, 12, say, Create me a pure heart, God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your, your spirit, your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. The Lord has left the Holy Spirit to be with us. He is around us. He is in us. If we believe in Him, He is with us. So this morning, I would like to invite anyone that feels like want to come to the altar. The altar will be open for you to, to come and ask God to, to fill you, to baptize you. Also, if anyone has not received Jesus in your heart today, you can do it. The Savior of the world came more than 2,000 years ago just to save the world, just to save you and me. So I don't want to close without inviting anybody that has not received Jesus. Maybe everyone here is a believer, but I don't want to miss to give the invitation to come to the Lord or to renew your relationship with him because he loves you, he cares for you, and he has great plans for you. Amen? Amen. So I invite everybody to pray, to come, to, to pray with me this morning. We're going to pray and thank God for this scripture that we have read. Oh, Father, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this day, Father. Thank you that you have blessed us with the Holy Spirit to guide us, to lead us, oh Lord. Oh, Father, thank you. I praise your name, Lord. I thank you, God, for Dr. Lucas, Luke, to give us these details, oh God, about your arrival in the temple and Simeon and Anna recognizing you as the Savior of the world, as the Messiah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit guiding this men and women, oh Lord, to, to go to be in the temple at the time of your arrival. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this world to give us life. Thank you for all that you did for us, for your sacrifice. Oh, God, thank you so much. We bless your name today, Lord. Thank you, God, for your salvation for the whole world, God. Thank you for loving us, for loving the world. Thank you, Jesus. May your Holy Spirit guide us today to go, God, to, to reach out to someone, to pray for someone. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for all you do, you're doing for us, oh, God. Help us to be guided by you, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.